Are there any rules about naming a drug? Have you heard of a brand name? How does it differ from a generic name of a drug? Well, answers to these questions with complete details about the generic name and the brand name of drugs will be covered in today's episode. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology. And this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, Is Pharmacology Difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. As we started the discussions about non-proprietary names or generic names of the drugs in the last episode, we had reached till the important councils, authorities, the bodies approving the names of the drugs. These non-proprietary names, they are famously known as generic names of the drugs. I also told you about international non-proprietary name, abbreviated as capital I, capital N, capital N. Do you know that each drug's capital I, double N, it is unique? Yes, it is. Because there's a common name stem for a special unique drug group or a unique drug class. I have some very good examples in support of this statement. Let me tell you all these. See, the name stem PRIL, PRIL, it is used for all the ACE inhibitors, the drugs that are ACE inhibitors. Second example is the name stem OLOL, OLOL. It is used for all the beta blockers. And similarly, the name stem SARTAN, SARTAN, it is used for all the angiotensin blockers. Then you might be knowing and you might have heard from a very of your lower childhood and your lower classes that most of the enzymes they have a name stem of ase as you remember diastase now what is the basic concept of telling you all these examples if you have learned the suffix very nicely then you can easily identify the group or class to which the drug belongs and then you can guess the nature and the mechanism of the drug also now, there are separate set of rules laid by WHO to apply the generic name to a drug. You remember, I told you about USAN authority body. Then I also told you about BAN. Now, USAN is the United States approved name. And BAN is British approved name. Generally, the BAN names, they are same as the international non-proprietary names, that is capital I double N. 
But if there is any difference found, then the BAN names they are modified to match according to the capital I double N names. But after all this tedious work, still there are exceptions and then non-proprietary names of few drugs, they still differ in United Kingdom, that is BAN, and United States of America, that is USAN, okay? Now, let's get to know some of these differing names in these differing regions. And this knowledge is really very interesting. So let me pour it all. See, epinephrine or norepinephrine in USA, they are famously called as adrenaline and noradrenaline in Europe and United Kingdom, respectively. That is, epinephrine is called as adrenaline and norepinephrine is called as noradrenaline. Okay, that was the first example. Secondly, I want to tell you about a drug called chromolin sodium in USA is differently called in United Kingdom as sodium chromoglycate. Thirdly, I want to tell you about uh, furosemide. That is a name adopted in USA and it is adopted in United Kingdom with a different spelling. So it sounds as fruzemide. Okay. F-R-U-S-E-M-I-D-E, while in USA it is F-U-R-O-S-E-M-I-D-E. So the spelling is changed and the pronunciation changes, okay? That is uh, one of the set of the examples. Now, sometimes old drugs, they have more than one non-proprietary names also. From the olden era, the drugs are going on with different names and they are still in vogue. Well, very good examples is Pethidine and Meperidine. They are one and the same drug. And Lignocaine and Lidocaine, they are also one and the same drug. Now, since we are talking such interesting things, few more facts I want to share with you about generic name. They are also very interesting and you will really like to know all these things. The first fact is that generic names can be used by all. They can be used by anyone. Secondly, there is no relation of the generic name to the manufacturer. Any manufacturer, the generic name will be the same. Okay? Thirdly, the generic names are usually written in lower cases. They are not written in capital letters. Well, I'm sure you did not know this thing, you know. I'm sure you did know that. Okay, fourth one. If the generic name finds a place in pharmacopoeia, then the generic name is known as approved name. And if the generic name finds a place in some of the official publication, then you can call a generic name as official name also. Now, fifth fact. The generic name, this whole term generic name, it's actually a misnomer. Why? Why am I saying that? Because generic, it refers to the genus. And when I'm talking about genus, it goes on to the chemical group of a drug. So the better term to use and the right term to use is a non-proprietary name. But still, generic name is too famous to be corrected. So it's fully used, thoroughly used and it's too famous to be corrected. You got the idea? Okay. Now let's turn our heads over to the brand name. It is brand name. It's a trade name. It's a proprietary name. All are one and the same thing. Now, the first 
point or the first uh, question that arises what is the need of the brand name why is this concept of brand name being developed now let's get to know about it the first need of making a brand name was that non proprietary names or the generic names they are difficult to spell they are difficult to pronounce they are not so catchy they are not so colloquial they are not so easy going so people need something which is going in a non official manner in an easy going manner in a day to day language and that's how the brand name came into being that's famously called as trade names also now as these are named as brand names or trade names they themselves define themselves it's the name assigned by a manufacturer or a marketing company they can be marketed they can be sold they are copyrighted they are registered names and they are highly protected by law they are under the patent period for some time and once the patent period is over the drug can be manufactured and marketed as a generic name drug okay now pharmaceutical company is the basic sole owner of the trade name and they are generally used with the trademark registered trademark symbol you know in a round we write capital r so once the name is written trade name and then a small capital r encircled is placed on the upper corner of that trade name that shows that these are registered names and they have trademark registered okay so they are protected by law now examples will make the whole picture clear as they always do so astelene is a brand name for the generic name salbutamol okay that's the first example then uh, timoptic is a brand name of usa and glucomol is a brand name in india both the brand names are for one generic name timolol okay Then third example I want to give you is a uh, glycifage is a brand name for the generic name metformin that's an anti-diabetic drug okay now after the examples let us know some quick facts about the brand names they are very interesting and you'll really love to know them first one one drug can have many brand names and many companies can manufacture the drug with different brand names and so what occurs is the name confusion there's a lot of name confusion next i want to tell you that different trade names are in different countries again that leads to a lot of name confusion see paracetamol is a generic name it has more than 30 brand names you might have heard of of crocin then calpol all these are different brand names for paracetamol okay now one good factor is coming up the brand names they are catchy they are convenient easy to remember they are quite innovative next fact single drugs have different brand names and the combined formulations they have different brand names again that leads to a lot of name confusion Now after knowing these quick facts I want to show some light to the value of the non proprietary name Now the non proprietary names they are convenient they are better to understand 
they are bound to rules regulations so they have a uniformity they are cheaper in the market and they offer freedom to the chemist to prescribe the generic name of the drug and this freedom is not guaranteed by the brand name so this is the light this is the importance of the non proprietary names over the brand names now there are some differences between the generic name of the drug and the brand name of the drug and these differences are worth mentioning see in a generic name drug and brand name drug of the same drug everything can be same the dosage of the drug the strength the safety quality active ingredient everything can be same so what is the difference the difference lies in the inactive ingredients inactive ingredients added to different brand names of the same generic name drug the inactive ingredients that differ they are the preservatives color shape taste packaging all these are different in different brand names of the same generic name drug are you getting my point now this all these differences they cause the differences in the cost the differences in the cost they come due to these differences in color shape taste packaging and the trade name drugs they are so much prone to competition so that all comes under the marketing now i'm not criticizing the trade names i have one positive side of trade names to show you all and i want to tell you about it to ensure the consistency of the drug as far as the quality and bioavailability they are concerned and if there are no official control they are not so much stringent then it is better to prescribe a drug and you can go easily by a brand name but 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 is this practically possible can the official control be removed can the consistency can be ensured can the quality be ensured can the bioavailability all these be ensured no way this is just an idea it may work it may not work at all places but you know what we are always free to discuss the pros and cons of everything we have a freedom of discussion here at the podcast we have a freedom to lay our opinion though sometimes these opinions may not be practically possible they must they may not be in vogue they may not be applicable but we can always talk and discuss the pros and cons of everything we have a freedom of speech and discussion here for all the latest updates and latest episodes of my podcast please visit www.isphamecologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine it actually contains a lot of updates about the medical sciences drug information and my podcast updates also you can follow me on different social media handles like twitter insta facebook and linkedin They all are with the same name is pharmacology difficult. If you are listening for the first time, do follow me here whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes Apple podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.